Welcome to this week's edition of Dugout Dish in the Clubhouse with EMD Baseball. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my co-host, my wonderful co-host, Keith Glasser. Keith, how we doing? Great. How are you? Good. Today, we're going to touch on a topic that's near and dear to my heart, um, something I always tried to preach to my players, and I think it's something that's really good for high school players to understand is, is the goal of working out isn't to be good at drills. It's to get better so you can play free and you can play loose in the game. And the reason I think this is an important topic is you watch a lot of kids and I'm going to, I'm going to hammer home the infield piece here because it's something that I see. They, they do a ton of cone drills and they do ladder drills with their footwork and they get good at doing drills and they don't necessarily get good at playing infield. and the caveat to this is the drills serve a purpose, right? Like you're you're trying to create good habits, you're trying to create good actions, you're trying to create an environment where you're replicating something that might turn into the game. But what I've been seeing a lot in recent years is that guys get really good at doing these kind of closed circuit, super controlled environment drills, and they look great doing them. But as soon as somebody's running down the first baseline, they don't have a ton of feel for timing. They don't have a ton of feel for space. They don't have the ability to, to throw from different angles, throw on the run, touch and feel with throws. And the reason I have an issue with this is that kids are getting brought up right now to be good at drills. And you have to find a balance of finding drills that help you get better, but also providing yourself with an environment where you can be free-flowing. You can actually simulate what's going on in the game. and. I have a feeling that you feel similar probably from a catching perspective. I know I feel similar from a hitting perspective is that we're training a lot of guys to be good at drills. We're not training a lot of guys to be good hitters. I agree. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit more prevalent to your point in, in the infield and and maybe a little bit in the outfield as well. Um, you know, I, I, I straddle the fence. You know, sometimes I think we do a little bit too much drill work as a catcher um versus some other stuff but i i think you know the nuts and bolts of it you know catching is is a, a little bit of a closed loop skill as well like you know you have to catch the baseball and like you can set the hack attack or a machine up or anything and just and get really good at receiving and be a really good catcher um and same thing with kind of blocking you know i, I think blocking you have to be a little bit more mobile a little bit more athletic and throwing you know is a little bit that throws a wrinkle into the mix and you know we've i went off I think this week on our podcast about um, the uh, the pop time. So, you know, I, everyone knows where I stand there. But, you know, I, I, I agree that I, I think sometimes, you know, the pendulum swings one way and, and everything in, in this sport um, where we get really drill heavy and, and we try to break it down into its simplest form, um, which is great. I, I, but I, at the end of the day, you know, I've said this before, and I've seen this a lot from from other people too. Is like you have to be able to do it when the lights are on. Whether you're a pitcher, you know, in the pen, or you're an infielder, and we're taking you know cone fungos or ladder fungos, or we're just legit taking mass fungos. You know, when I coach, and I know I'm not the only one who does it. Like people put the watch on guys, 
you know, whether or not the watch is, whether or not there's a runner, like mass fungos, like you, we'd have four guys on watches, like, yo, we got to make sure that these are under these times, you know, to kind of simulate where we're going to be at from a game standpoint and then track it, you know, so it's, it's great to do. And I think one of the things that a lot of this is designed for, and I think it's great is that they're, we're trying to drill in the fact of the fundamentals and what's going to make sure that you are going to be able to field baseballs and then get rid of balls. We do have to drill in the, the, the timing mechanism and how quickly you're going to have to get rid of the baseball. And there's going to be a runner and it might be, you know, bottom of the ninth up one with a runner on third. And if ball smoked at you, you go glove side, you got to make that play. Otherwise we're tied and we're going to extras. Or maybe we throw it away and there's a runner on second and, you know, it leads to more like that pressure element is so hard to um, replicate and practice for baseball. And I think that, like, you know, a lot of these drills and a lot of things that you do, you're trying to get your guys to, to take so many reps that when they get into the game, it's, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, oh, it's second nature. blah, blah. But like you listen to, you know, Navy SEALs and, you know, other people like you sink back into your training is really what it is. Like you, you want to be able to be able to do what it is that you've done hundreds of thousands of times before and be able to execute that play when need be. But I, to your point, I think that we've become very, very good at training those things, but not necessarily great at the gameplay side of it. And I think that it's very, very hard because it's very hard. And I think Traz said this when we interviewed him months ago, like baseball is extremely hard to replicate in a practice setting. Like, you, you know, sure you can go live and you know you could inner squad and you can be inside and go live but like it's not the same right like the pressure is not the same there's there's not a guy bearing down on you there's so much more that goes into it that like you know that drilling those fundamentals i think is the, the like the the trying to get everyone to sink back into it to not make those mistakes in game but we still have to you know you have to do it when the lights are on when the lights are on it's got to happen otherwise it's kind of all for not like it's just be like yeah, I can showcase really well, but in game can't really do it. And that's that's a legitimate thing that coaches see and will evaluate during the recruiting process. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to make sure I'm clear. Like lead up drills, and, and that's how I always viewed them. Like your short op work, your angle work. You know, maybe setting up cones. I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge cone guy, but I, I understand the place form. I think there's still value there. But I think they need to be a part of a process and not the focus of the development. And high school guys don't get this quite as much, but I've seen it where guys get to go take BP on the field and I watch infielders and nobody's working. And if you want to get better as an infielder, if you get a chance to play, if you're a shortstop and you get to stand out as shortstop and take reads off a live bat, like you want to get better, there, there it is. Like, that's how you work. What's that first step going to look like? Like, you can make a mistake on an angle. Um, you know, you you got game-like ground balls coming at you. The next best thing is somebody can really bang fungos at you and challenge yourself with what you do and get out of that short area stuff where you're working on the first two steps and start to think about what angles do I need to take? Can I get this ball on the run? Am I comfortable going to my backhand side this way? Can I turn glove side on this ball? And like being able to operate in a larger space, I think is really important for for infielders in particular is to try to find a way to speed yourself up so that in the game things are slower. 
um, and you're you have a little bit of fluidity to you. I think sometimes the drills can turn kids into robots. And as an infielder, you need to be an athlete, and you don't often get to one two into a ball, you know, funnel it up into your chest or whatever term you want to use. Gather your feet, throw over the top, and and let it rip. Like you don't get that playing a game very often, like almost never. So you drill that play, but it's a play that doesn't happen. You're almost always going to need to field at a different angle, or you're going to have to throw from a different tempo, or you're going to have to run through a ball or throw from a different arm slot. And that doesn't get practiced enough. So use the drills as a, as a part of your lead up process. Just like if you're doing T work, like you don't become a better hitter hitting off of a T. You can get yourself into a good place physically and mentally leading into your more game-like work in the batting cage, but taking a hundred swings off of the tee doesn't make you a better hitter. You might get better at swinging, but it doesn't make you a better hitter. The goal is to be a good hitter, not a good swinger. So that's my stance on it. Drills serve their purpose, but the end goal is not to be good at drills. It's to be good at playing baseball. Yeah. And I think you hit on a, a very key point that happens at the college level quite a bit is that BP is played live. There's a, you know, at the college level, when you're taking BP, it's yes, it's for the hitters, but it's also for the position guys to be able to get live reads off the bat, because the more live reads that you can get off the bat, the more, you know, like we just talked, I talked about sinking into your training and stuff, the more, more live balls you speed, you see at full speed off the bat, the better you are going to become at being able to field balls. It's the same thing. It's the same reason why everyone used to get mad at, at pitchers when we played up until when I stopped coaching, when they would fly around the outfield and take reads away from the outfielders. Because that, that, that's a rep that you're taking away from them. And then when they misplay a ball in the outfield, the pitchers are the first ones to be like, I can't believe we didn't catch that. Well, you know, if he had an extra 30 or 40 reps that you guys don't take from him in the outfield, maybe he makes that catch. You know, and I, I think that that's, that's a key thing that doesn't necessarily happen at the lower levels. I know it doesn't happen a whole hell of a lot. I'm not going to say never, but I know it doesn't happen a whole hell of a lot in high school. And I know it doesn't happen a whole hell of a lot in summer ball especially at the big tournaments, right? Like no one's really taking BP on the fields. They get loose in the cages and then roll in. We're playing like 15 games a day. You know, so it's those types of things that actually get guys better. And I'm not like, there is a place for drills. Like, don't get me wrong. When I coached, we our infielders had lead up drills every single day. And our outfielders had stuff and our catchers had stuff. Like we have all of that stuff built in, but nothing in my opinion. And, and again, like Traz talked about this and a lot of people have, like there are, there nothing replicates game speed in baseball like actual game speed so being able to do those things you know at that at a level in which you're going to see those those those, that speed all the time is is really the separator for what is going to eventually make guys you know better and i I, you know one of the things i used to say this all the time and i i I don't mean to 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 diminish anybody but like you know that when i years ago and it still happens like and you'd go watch a high school game and they finish IO and the catcher rolls a ball out like in front of home plate and the shortstop comes in and bare hands it like that play never happens just fungo a slow roller like it, it, but it's stuff like that that like you watch and you're like that play literally never happens like go watch a college IO it's gonna finish with backhand slow roller it might be separate it might be together I always hit them together but like the backhand is hit and then the slow roller is hit because it simulates the actual play that they're going to face. Like the shortstop is never going to feel the ball on the cutout of the of home plate 
and throw it to first base. Never going to happen. Just hit it. You mean the second baseman doesn't feel the ball that the catcher is supposed to feel and then turn and throw to first base? No, never. I shouldn't say never, but very <laughs> that play very rarely ever happens. It's I'm off my soapbox. I love when you're on the soapbox. But the moral of the story, drills have their purpose, but the goal isn't to be good at drills. Use them as a part of your process. Use it as a tool in your toolkit to continue to get better as a player. But if you want to get better, if you're holding ground balls, you want to become a better defender, like take a lot of ground balls um, and challenge yourself. Do different things um, and take advantage of those situations where you get a chance to to get out on the field live, like that live VP is crazy important. And it's if and when you get to college and you're listening to it, you'll soon, you'll very quickly realize that BP is not about the hitter. Um, it actually has very, very little to do with the hitter. We're, you're, you're throwing to one guy, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of other stuff going on during that BP on the field that is incredibly valuable. And, you know, you want to be able to take advantage of it. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining. If you're watching us on YouTube, smash the like button, subscribe button. Throttle. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EMD Baseball. And if you want to find out more about what me and Keith do to help families, go to emdbaseball.com. We're happy to connect. Thanks, everybody.